an original short story by Charity James. The Continuum of Happiness Happiness is something that many strive for, and over time I've looked at it as something to be studied. Almost like a soup with various ingredients. What's the ingredients or recipe for happiness? And is it appropriate for challenging times? Well, when it comes to challenging times, I know prayer is definitely one of the key ingredients to the continuum of happiness. Throughout my life, I've known it to be true. Thinking of my great-grandmother, she was the mother of the church I grew up in and was known to be a praying woman. I can hear her say her famous words, love you, love you, love you. She passed away four years shy of a century old. She lived long enough to see five generations of her seed. She had approximately 12 children, could be more, I'm not sure, (laughs) and far too many grand, great-grand, and great-great-grandchildren to count. She had enough love for everyone. Her passing away was almost a month before the one-year anniversary of my beloved brother, the murder of my beloved brother. I was still fresh in the viewing process at that time. He was only 18 when his life was taken, and I'm still not sure why or what causes someone to take someone else's life. The comforting words my family used for my great-grandmother's passings were, she's resting now, she's no, she has no longer to suffer, She's with God now. The same could be said about my brother, but there wasn't any comforting words besides that his killer was caught. In fact, he turned himself in. You can't really run in a small town where we're from. My brother's life was taken while he was home in his room by someone he graduated high school with. A life taken and a life lost. I didn't spend much time with him. I joined the military when he was younger. I had hoped to spend more time with him as he got older. I didn't know him well enough to add dialogue here. I just know the last time I talked to him, I told him to take care of mother. And the day that he died, my husband and I was pre-approved for a home loan. Throughout that day, all I could think about was we'll have enough room for him. He'd come live here in California with us. To later get a phone call from our mother saying he was shot. He was flown to the hospital. Can you call someone to give me a ride to the hospital? Being hundreds of miles away from Louisiana, I helped as much as I could. I was optimistic because people recover from being shot all the time, right? I was at an orientation to become a CASA member when I received a text 
message from my cousin saying he didn't make it. I was immediately hit with the first phase of grief, denial. I rushed to call my mother. She was so calm over the phone. I didn't understand why she was so calm when she just lost her baby boy. I could not believe such a thing happened to my brother and to me. I spent I'm not sure how long crying in the bathroom before letting the staffing know what happened. I had to come down, calm down, so I was could be able to drive home. There I was, towards the end of the semester, finance was coming up. We had to move we moved forward with buying a house and we drove down to Louisiana all at once. I had to pray. There was no other way I would have survived that challenging time. My husband and I had just enough money to open up escrow and for food and gas to drive down to Louisiana to bury my brother. I also had to do my finals on the road. I I didn't mean to go in depth on this back side of the story. However, I did fast and pray for 21 days and we survived. We made it to Louisiana back and back home safely. We got the house. I passed all of my classes. I didn't lose my mind during the, the grieving process. Although there is there isn't any time frame for grief, I'm mature enough now to have grace with myself in this area. I was trying to get to the part where I would enter a state of self-reflection. During difficult times of losing loved ones, I would find myself pondering on things like pain, suffering, and grief, and the avoidance of these experiences. At the same time, I would try to understand happiness and the pursuit of it, or perhaps the recipe of happiness. I would reflect on painful experiences I've had in my life. Pain itself puzzled me. The different ways to experience pain, whether physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual, grief is a pain that can be felt at all levels. Though losing loved ones are seemingly out of my control, this train of thought led me to think, of the possibility of avoiding pain altogether. I had asked myself if I had the option to avoid all types of pain, would I take it? My answer was no, I wouldn't. I would not opt out of feeling pain, suffering, and grief. When I would try to think about happiness, I found that pain was always nearby. I thought that if I didn't feel pain, then happiness would have little to no value to me. And if I could, if I would avoid pain, then I would also be avoiding happiness as well. I would say the more pain a person has felt increases the value of their happiness. I compared pain and happiness to sunshine and rain. The more it rains, the more the sun is valued when it shines. Likewise, the more the sun shines, the more valuable the rain is when it does rain. I no longer think this way. I have learned, along with prayer, an ingredient for 
the continuum of happiness is not to increase the pain that comes as a result of losing a loved one or any negative experience, but it is to endure such thing. Don't give up. In such experiences, if the situation arises, what if I would have given up? Quit this semester. Quit trying to buy a buy house or even quit living my own life due to the unfortunate circumstances of losing a loved one. With prayer and by faith in God, I was able to push through instead of giving up or being defeated. Giving up would have been justifiable, but I am so thankful that I did.